Life Refresh Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Robinson, and I'm so glad that you decided to tune in to the podcast today. This podcast is designed for those who are looking to refresh and renew all aspects of their life. Through this podcast, you will receive exactly what you've been looking for. Hello, welcome to the Life Refresh Podcast. This is Ryan Robinson. It's been a little while since I've been on the podcast here. Actually, it's been a little over a year, actually. As you know, there's been quite a quite a bit of life happening uh, with the pandemic. Last time we've last spoke, shared with you all, the pandemic was just beginning with the lockdown in place. And, you know, since then we've had Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and racial tension, financial and economic challenges, a new election, and then some unrealistic things that we would never think we've seen in our lifetime, our capital being stormed in some respects, and and just things that we wouldn't have imagined have taken place during this time. And I have to say that uh, this year not only taught me a lot of things, but um, it, it caused me to kind of take a step back. And even listening to some of the older podcasts, it almost sounded a little plastic. It sounded like a recipe for add a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and at the end of it, you'll have a great result, which in reality, ideally it sounds good, but in reality, things are a little bit more complex. I wouldn't even say a little bit, but more complex than it may seem. And uh, one of the the things that, amongst many things, during this time, I've actually still recorded podcasts. I still recorded voice memos. I've done a, a quite a bit of speaking and writing during this time, but I just never had the the willingness, or I want to say willingness, the confidence to share them because they were my real feelings. They were my real thoughts. They were unadulterated, uncensored, unfiltered. And uh, if anyone knows me, I'm pretty good at for, you know putting words together. And um, sometimes it takes more time to curate and reframe a response than to really speak directly to an issue or to a challenge that you do have. And really at the core of that is being willing to be vulnerable. And really at this place in my life now, vulnerability is really what I look for in relationships, what I look for in leaders, what I look for in my deepest relationships, as well as the relationships I foster with my daughter and any children that do come. (laughs) But there is power and vulnerability. So if I could coin or title this particular podcast, I would call it Vulnerable Me. And during the pandemic, I had spoke with a good friend on the phone who was a podcast listener himself. And, you know, he was talking to me about the podcast and he said, you know, Ryan, this is a good, you're telling a lot of good things. It's good, but it's not all the way you. 
And I was like, please explain, because I think I'm doing something pretty good. I got a podcast and it's everywhere. And I don't know how many listeners I have at this point. Really, it, it uh, you know, the numbers at the time just, the numbers just didn't come to my mind. And it was really, I wasn't really prepared for the response, but I was like, well, why, why do you say that? And he said, uh, you know, you have, when we have conversations, our conversations are real. They're you, they're genuine, they're deep. You know, they're not complex. They're just straightforward. They're Ryan. That's what people need to hear. That's what people need to feel. That's what people need to tune into. And uh, he said, you know, sometimes you just need to speak and not edit, not polish, and just be Ryan. Now, in some cases, if I say too many ums, you're going to notice. So I cut that out for distractions purposes. But he said, you know, it's like a seven out of 10. But when we have conversation, conversations, he said, you know, those were like, they're epic. He said, people need that. And it hit me in a, some kind of, in a different kind of way because I just never really, I thought that that's what I should be sharing. I thought I needed to somewhat put myself up as a guarded sage of knowing this is what you should do. This is how things should be done. Like I have accomplished something. Now, I haven't seen a whole lot of life. I mean, I've seen more than most. I'm fortunate to be 34 years old. Lord willing, I'll see a few more years in the future. But at the end of the day, I still haven't seen a lot. And there's not a, I haven't mastered anything. I've mastered some things, but I still have a lot of life to live in. You know, there's, I've been able to receive counsel from people who have shared some things that they've done at my age that have now expedited me to a path of, you know, mastering that, but uh, that particular thing. But honestly, in order to even look for help, in order to even gain wisdom, in order to be able to gain revelation, there has to be a a sense of vulnerability or in, in some cases, actually in most cases, I would maybe challenge interchangeably humility and vulnerability. Both are needed in order to properly grow, in order to properly uh, listen, in order to properly apply the things that come as a foundation of growth. And uh, it, it leads to deeper relationships. It leads to just a richer life in general. I think what we've done in the world that we live in is that we have labeled pain as a negative thing. In fact, we overly medicate ourselves so that we don't have to feel pain. The more drugs we have to anesthetize the pain or to diminish negative thinking, the better. That life is all you know, rainbows, unicorns, and candy is really not. But it's really a tapestry of painful moments, of joyful moments, of rain, of sunshine, joy and pain, if you like Frankie Beverly. It's, it is all of these things that make life what it is. And um, 
I'm, I want to pull a scripture in, and one of the things that I, I you'll know about me is I, I love the Word of God, and one of the things that uh, you know I listened to and was taught, actually, I wouldn't say taught, but impressed upon me when I was in high school was to read the book of Proverbs, and it was uh, reconfirmed by one of my teachers at Miami University to improve my ability to be a better student, I needed to gain wisdom from the Lord. So it is Proverbs chapter one, I believe it's verse eight. Oh, excuse me, it's verse seven, excuse me. And it says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And if a fool despises wisdom and discipline, last time I checked, discipline isn't fun. Wisdom isn't it sounds good, but it is not always an easy thing to obtain. And discipline for sure is like, don't discipline me. I mean, it's painful. There's pain involved. But that is the way. And fear of the Lord, not being scared, but reverence, humility, opens yourself up to receive new information. So are we choosing to be vulnerable in order to gain access to the things that we need, the deeper things that we need. We get things, but the deeper things that really our soul, our spirit is needing, requesting, always inquiring about ourselves, something deeper that really God can only give. But it starts with some of those relationships that we have around us. How deep are we going with them? I usually, I, I've, I've shared this with um, my wife from time to time, but, uh, you know, sometimes relationships for me is like putting plastic wrap over something that you know is texturized. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I got through the dirt. I got through all the, the things that are on top of that. But like that last layer, like I know it's not supposed to feel like that. It feels plastic, but this, there's this extra layer that I'm trying to get to that if I get past it, I can really be myself or really feel deeply what is happening or what relationship I'm in or embracing a moment and, and being present in it. I used to say that that's something that kept me from being fulfilled in that moment until this last year. So uh, if you would, go in an exercise with me. Think of the most vulnerable places in your heart, the weak spots, the deep wounds that you carry that no one sees, the deep hurts that trigger you, the moments that you want to forget, but when you're alone sometimes, they come back to your mind and you try to recalculate and strategize how you could have gotten out of that or reframe it in a way that you try to put some candy coated, like, oh, it was all for the best kind of response over it. Think of that kind of thing. If you didn't know, naturally our instinct most often is to guard and conceal those places. We don't like feeling weak and we don't like feeling vulnerable. It's uncomfortable, it's scary, and revealing our weaknesses is risky because not everyone's going to accept them. And the reality is many of us have experienced pain as a result of our vulnerability. 
vulnerability is something I've learned and there might, you might want to call her the queen of vulnerability, Brene Brown. And, uh, she says this, and after her study of vulnerability, that for her definition, you know, Webster's doesn't do it justice, but Brene does. She says, vulnerability is the willingness to be seen. Willingness to be seen is showing the scars, the bumps, the bruises, the ugly things, the things that we're ashamed of, the things that we don't want to share with other people because we really think that they could disqualify us from anything that we think that we've built ourselves. And um, this was one of the things that kind of hit me. And this was one of the, one of the many things that I've learned during the last year is that being seen isn't always a bad thing. In fact, more people want to see because believe it or not, everyone's trying to see someone else with a similar scar or similar pain as them. We're always seeking to connect with someone who shares some same brokenness so that we just feel that we're not alone, that we say, oh yeah, I I got that too. And through our weaknesses, through our scars, through our pain, we create connection. But that has a cost to it. It's the cost of your willingness your willingness to be able to say, you know what? This didn't define me, but it happened to me. This was said to me, but it doesn't define me. But let me share with you how it did affect me. Man, there's so much power in that. So much power in that. And I truly believe that until we get real with ourselves, I believe that God can't be real in us. I believe Jesus can't really be real in us until we're real with ourselves that, you know what, there is no good thing in us that we are, you know, that naturally we're going to try and find ways to anesthetize, to sex it up, to drink it up, to smoke it up, any kind of painful situation that we've done that the thoughts in our brain just come to us that may not be good. And we're like, where did that came from, come from? And then we start beating ourselves up like, why did I have that thought? And then we go down this roller coaster of things and thoughts and beating ourselves up, then rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And then before we know it, there's a person I know in, in Jesus that said, you know, I know that you're, you, that's going to happen. And but I have grace and mercy and peace for that. And in fact, I, Jesus to me has been the best example of, of weakness. In fact, I, I think he's been, most people, uh, you know, believe, don't, I mean, they may believe in him. I do. But I, I truly believe, and, and these are the words of C.S. Lewis, that Jesus was the only man who never yielded to temptation. The only man who never yielded to temptation is also the only man who knows to the fullest what temptation means, the only complete realist. And no one can ever say to Jesus, you don't understand what I'm going through. But you know, if you have a friend that you talk to, friendship is something that is a critical, I would say a critical piece, but you really don't have a friendship until you actually give them something heavy that they can walk through and say, you know what, I don't have this all together. Or yeah, man, I messed up. That's when you really know you have a friendship. Before you, before anything like that, you have acquaintances. 
you have an acquaintance and, and, and until you get something heavy, it's usually dependent on who's going to show a scar first. And again, that vulnerability builds trust and trust is built over time. But I will say that vulnerability has opened me up to be a better person, a be a better man, a better husband, a better father. But it had to be a point where I endured and really embraced that pain is a part of the process. That pain, I, I can't get away from it. It's part of it. But once I accepted that, you know what? It's painful to say, I struggle with this or I, I, I see myself like this and I don't know why I see myself, you know, as incompetent. But even just putting it out there, putting light to it, putting it in the light literally is freeing in itself because we're no longer fighting it and combating it in the, the depths of our mind. We put it out there. And then someone can give us a different perspective and say, you know, I don't see what you see. But in order to do that, you got to be vulnerable enough to be like, you know what? This is what I see. And there might be cost, there might be pain, there might be recoil, there might be someone might even agree. But you won't know unless you be willing to try. So with that being said, I, I, I want to re I want to recommit to every listener that I have on this podcast, that I'm going to do a better job at being more vulnerable. Now, you're not going to know everything about me. Just let, just put it out there, point blank. But you will know more about me. You'll hear more of me that's not plastic, that's not prescriptive, that is not a five steps to your best life ever or three steps to get, <laughs> to get your focus back, that kind of thing. You're not going to get that from me but you're really going to get someone who's okay with saying, you know what? I'm going to be a vulnerable me. Guess what? I'm okay with that. Thank you for tuning into the Life Refresh Podcast. There are three things I'll need you to do before you go. One, subscribe to this podcast, whether it be through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure that you subscribe to get the latest episode in your feed. Two, rank the podcast. If you like what you heard today, make sure you give it a great rating on those platforms. It'll help get us the exposure we need to make our message and reach a different audience. And three, make sure you share this episode. I guarantee if you found value in it, someone you're connected to will find value in it as well. With that said, take care and tune in to the next episode of Life Refreshed.